Hi, everybody, and welcome to Paul Lisnick Behind the Curtain, a good chance to break away from the politics on the TV end and talk about theater in Chicago and what a classic, great show is playing in Chicago. Well, what a good, good city name to have it in because the show is Chicago celebrating its 25th anniversary and it is here and it's going to be playing at the CIBC Theater, which will always be the Schubert to me. Sorry. Uh, but January 17th through the 29th and joining me to talk about the show are the two stars. Who, who can you get better than having Roxy and Velma with you to talk about this show. So joining me in playing Roxy Hart is Katie Frieden, uh, who is not only part of this company, but she's been in Sweet Charity, in a Bridgerton experience on Netflix. You're in the Netflix world um, and so many other things. And Logan Floyd, who plays Velma Kelly. And she, of course, has done a chorus line where you were Sheila and Cabaret playing Sally Bowles, which is also coming to Chicago very soon in a local company. So hang around the city and go see it um but anyway thanks for joining me guys i'm glad you're in chicago thanks so much good to be here i think i meant that in i think i meant that in two ways you're i'm glad you're in the show and i'm glad you're you're coming to the city so so actually let's you know it's hard to believe people don't know what the show is about but katie let, let me come to you um you play roxy hard i've seen the show a million times and um but hey your character is just a housewife kind of Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago's um, the story of many murderesses in the 1920s, <laughs> and it's kind of how they end up in jail, how they operate in jail, and how they try to get out of jail using um, a smart-talking lawyer and using their wit and charm um, and razzle-dazzling everyone. Razzle-dazzle, a good name for a song as well. Mm-hmm. Um and Logan, talk to me about um, Velma, your character, because, of course, you and Roxy get very close within the course of the show. And um, so tell me about your character. And I'm pausing for a second. The do- okay. My dogs are in here and one is starting up. He had a, had a rough night. He's been, anyway, oh. maybe he's, he's drinking water. We should be okay. So let me start that again. So, uh, Logan, if you would, tell me about your character, Velma, and how that character plays into the world of, uh, of Roxy. Yeah, of course. Uh, we meet Velma. Well, Roxy meets Velma when she's in jail. Um, and Velma's kind of uh, the one who's been around the block. She's been in there for a little bit of time now, and she's working her way to get out. Uh, she's represented by a lawyer. She has all of these business deals in jail. And uh, Roxy looks up to her. She knows her from the from the tabloids, from the news. Um, so it's an interesting uh, watching them back and forth, trying to both make it out of here. Um, and will they use each other? Will they not use each other? Uh, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic dynamic and what i also love about this show i mean the music which is just so iconic um i think sometimes people they don't know the show they're going to hear songs and go i didn't know that was from chicago uh but everything from all that jazz to cell block tango which is so great um and razzle dazzle a phrase you used earlier and um and mr cellophane uh how is this and by the way of course they did make a movie of this so people may have seen the the film of all of this but what is this like katie to be in just such a classic show and to be honest it's, it's hard to believe it's i think some people think the show has been around for decades and decades and decades because it just it takes place like back in the 20s i would say um and yet it's 25 years yeah well this show um actually originally came to broadway in 1975 in a different type of production but the revival was 25 26 years ago now um but yeah the music is so ingrained in our culture i mean the amount of people that just say this this and all that jazz it's just such a part of our culture and to be a part of this legacy is truly so special um especially considering i've looked up to so many people who have been a part of this so it's it's such a treat 
Have you, that's an interesting question. Has anybody who's played this role on Broadway, some of the iconic figures over time, have you, have they come to see you? Have you met them? Um, since we have, since we've been on the road, um, we haven't been able to see them, but, um, I got a chance to go see the Broadway show on our break and I, um, got to meet Charlotte Dembois, who has been oh, one yeah. of the most iconic Roxy's. So that was special. Logan, how does seeing, if you, I'm sure you've also seen various people portray the role, does that influence you? I mean, do you sort of say, no, I just, Belma's going to be my own and I don't really care what other people are doing. Or do you see one of these iconic, you know, actors who have played it in the past and, and does it influence you? Oh, you betcha. Yeah. I, I actually wear a wig in the show and I, I named the wig BB as an homage to BB Newworth. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly where that was going. Exactly. I, I studied her, all of the videos I could get my hands on, and I listened to every story that um, our choreographer, Gary Chris, could tell me of her. Um, I, I really admire her strength and her wit. She's so quick on stage. Um, she's like a hummingbird on stage. And 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 so I, 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 of course, take influence from her. And I get to also see people like uh, Alana Gordon and Amber Faye play this part. And it's hard to not do the role without influence. And the choreography is the choreography. We don't get to change that. So there's only so many ways you can do it. And yet the reason it's been around for 25 years now is because no matter who's in the part, it's a different role. It's a different show. And I think that's what makes it so special. So, of course, there's that influence, but there's also that originality. And, and, you know, one of the, you mentioned the choreography, Katie, I'll come to you with this. So this, this of course, is Bob Fosse, uh, original choreography, who was just I, one of my favorite choreographers of all time. I imagine everybody would say that. Um, but, but here's the thing that what the description of this show says is that it's the choreographer is Anne Ryan King, a legend in, in her own right, but, but, but sort of working off the Fosse choreography. So I guess the question it raised for me when we come see the show are we going to see the Fosse choreography or are we going to see the Ryan King version of Fosse choreography? Yes, we're going to be seeing the Anne Ranking version of the choreography and it's in the style of Bob Fosse, but there are several dances or sections of dances that are taken um, from the original production. Like I know Me and My Baby, um, which is one of the um, numbers um, that I do. Um, incorporates a lot of the original choreography that Bob Fosse did. But since Anne Reiking was so close to Bob Fosse and knows his choreography inside and out, we really do get that Fosse feeling. Do do both of you, Logan, do you guys see yourselves as triple threats? I mean, you you know, because you did Chorus Line, you were Sheila, so you have these these dancing roles in your background. I'm sure, Katie, you do as well. But, you know, do you see yourself? I'm an actor. I'm a singer. I'm a I'm a dancer. Um, a dancer dances, which which uh, <laughs> actually just just um, uh, last year, Porchlight Theater in the city um, honored uh, Donna McKechnie. And uh, so I got to interview her on stage, of course, the original Cassie uh, from, from Chorus Line. So just going back to those those roles, she even performed for the audience wow. for a little bit, which, yeah, she did at the ballet, which was great. But anyway, uh, so Logan, how do you see yourself? Is this triple threat time or primarily one or the other? Um, yeah, I think in the show, we, we both have to kind of uh, really show up as triple threats. And, and funnily enough, Katie and I are both from the same area. We grew up in the same area. We didn't dance in the same studio, but pretty much next door neighbors. So it was a pretty magical moment that first day of rehearsal. We ran Hot Honey Rag and right off the gate, we were just synced in with one another. So that was that's always a special time we talk about. But look, you didn't know each other, right, Logan? No. Just, okay. Mm-hmm. And now here you are. It's Kismet. Yep. <laughs> and Katie, tell me about some of the other players, um, Billy Flynn and Miss Mary Sunshine. There's so many great roles in this. Uh, talk about some of those roles, the great actors playing them. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we have a phenomenal cast. Um, Mary Sunshine um, is played by Garrett and is so wonderful, G.A. James. And um, Major Mama Morton is played by Christina Wells, who is so incredible, um, has a voice that will just melt your heart. That's a Um, show-stealing role. That really is. Oh, yeah. And Christina steals the show with it. Um, And then we have um, Billy Flynn, played by Jeff Brooks, and he is as fast talking and as sleazy as Billy Flynn should be. Um, And then our lovely, lovely Amos is played by Brian Kalinowski, who really, he melts your heart and you feel so much for him and you root for him. So yeah, it's it's an incredible cast followed also by a really, really strong ensemble, incredible dancers, singers, actors, triple threats in every sense of the word. It's every sense of the word. So um, yeah, we have a really, really incredible cast. Yeah, and Logan movie fans may remember John C. Riley in the role of Amos and, and just his incredible Mr. Cellophane production. And of course, Richard Gere. Uh, I wonder how they cast him. But anyway, going for that beautiful role. But uh, And I, I know you talked to all your actors, so I'm curious, Logan, are, are those actors also influenced by the, the, the actors who played it before or in the film? Or again, is it your view that they just make these things their own? Um, you know, I think it, it just really depends on the actor. Of course, when I think my first influence to Chicago was the movie. So my first um, influence of Velma was Catherine Zeta-Jones. And um, so it's, it's, it is honestly very hard to do Cell Block Tango without her in the back of my head. So yeah, huge influence the movie is. Katie, a lot of people, I mean, I love the fact that it's called Chicago because I, look, I live in this city. I grew up in this city. I love my home. Um, but there is a sense to which people who, who only know the stereotypes of Chicago, um, before Oprah and before Michael Jordan, I'm talking about the, you know, all the Al Capone stuff and whatever. They're real comfortable in this show because that's kind of the era this plays with. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's so special for us to be coming to Chicago, um, because I think the audience is going to be able to relate to us a little bit more, really knowing all of those nuances um, of kind of the stereotypical 1920s Chicago. So we're just we're just so excited. And um, particularly, I'm excited to hold up that newspaper that says Roxy Rock Chicago in front of Chicago. So oh, exactly. And Logan, of course, the music is by Candor and Ebb. Actually, the book, I think, it also included um, uh, included Bob Fosse uh, as parting right of the book. But but Candor and Ebb musicals are just so much fun. You know, Sondheim is so tough to sing for so many people. But this, in some ways, sadly, Logan, is a, is a, is a song, are songs that the audience might join in on with you. And I'm sure you'd like to tell us to not do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, it's 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 special, especially coming from from the pandemic. Um, I was in this tour in 2019, 2020, and then we had to stop for the pandemic and I got to come back. And there is this like uh, a revival of it almost again. And like if I can share my energy on on stage live and the audience can feel that it's it's hard to say no to that. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything else. So if someone's in the front row and they're humming along to sell block tango, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. You know, you know, Katie, it's, you mentioned the pandemic, Logan, and, I, and when I, we all, it's now, it's, I mean, it still feels like it was a long time ago, but it also feels like it was yesterday. And I remember when Broadway first opened uh, and first came back and uh, I don't a good friend of mine is Alexandra Billings, who was playing Mrs. Morrible on, uh, in Wicked on Broadway. And, and, uh, well, but the point is that first night of, of Lion King and Wicked and, and the first night opening up, they did like some live simulcasts of the openings of those shows. 
it brought tears to my eyes as I just watched what it was like for these actors, for people to be in the audience again, but for people to walk on stage again and be able to perform. Do you, do you still, Katie, do you still feel it? Or is it like, now we're back to normal now, everything's cool? No, I definitely still, still feel it, especially since we're coming to so many different cities in the country. Um, they haven't had necessarily maybe as many opportunities to go to a live performance. Um, and I mean, COVID is still very much a part of our lives, our everyday lives. And we all crave to have that live theater experience and to have that one-on-one like human interaction. And over the past two, three years, we've been so virtual that to have that energy that physical energy um inside the room i think it's so palpable and it still is very much there so we're grateful every night um to be on stage at logan are there a lot of restrictions on you i know as i've talked to recent cast members from the very shows that are here and i'll ask them what they like to do in the city and and most of them like when devil wears prada was was doing his pre-broadway premiere here uh and talking to beth uh, level uh you know it's like hey have you done this no because all we're allowed to do is be in our hotel room, go to the theater and get back to the hotel room because there was so much fear, at least maybe at that time, so much fear about getting sick. So uh, is your routine thrown off at all, Logan? Or are you, when you get here, you're going to be able to go have some, you know, Lou Malnati's pizza and that kind of thing? It's not as restricted, I think, anymore. It also depends on each city that we go to. We're kind of given like a green, yellow, red zone. Um, ah. especially the oh, what, are, what are we? What are Chicago? It's, I'm pretty sure it's green. Yeah, Katie? I, 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 well, it might be, I think it's been yellow, which is okay. moderate or something. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on that. Um, our company manager usually gives us that information a little bit ahead of time to kind of make those choices. But it depends on the week that we're looking at or the days we're looking at. I mean, sometimes we have six shows in three days. So it's, it is kind of like go to the show and go back because that is, that is our job. And we, you know, we have to kind of take care of ourselves, but we're also able to, to experience the cities, especially when we're in a longer sit down like Chicago. So I know we're all really pumped to be there for two full weeks. It's kind of unusual for us. Yeah. And uh, the fact that we have global warming, which will probably make it okay for you to take like a riverboat tour but (laughs) because you know after all january in chicago there's 50 degree weather um john oliver was here last uh last week or so and he came on he goes if you need any proof that there's global warming he says just realize that i woke up today in chicago and said i wonder if i need a jacket Uh, (laughs) unbelievable have have you katie have you performed in the city before because your bio wasn't telling me whether you performed here no, I've actually never been to Chicago oh, before yeah. and I've always wanted to go. So I'm really, really excited to explore the city. But um, yeah. How about you, Logan? Um, I think I've been there for like a weekend, probably for auditions or some sort, but nothing, nothing extravagant. So you need like a list of things. Well, everybody's going to have a list of things to do. I'm sure people in the cast are going to say, we need to do this. I'm going to vote you for Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza. Um, <laughs> although if you're, if you're like too New York by this point in your life, I can send you to a place for a New York style. Okay. <laughs> just all right. Just tossing it your way, but so much to do. I think you're going to fall in love with this city. It, it's just, uh, and I don't say that just because I live here because I just, it just is an amazing, amazing city, but let's get back to the show. Um, and, and what kind of challenge was it? Uh, and Logan, I guess I'll start with you. What kind of challenge was it to, to step into this role, which people are so familiar with, and yet we, and we have certain expectations of, of what we want to see Velma and Roxy do. Are you thinking about the audience's expectations as well? Or once again, we're just, we're just the fourth wall on the other side of it. Um, you know, I think that the, the choreographer and the director, again, Gary, Chris and Tony Nardini are, um, just spectacular to work with because mm. they really do make it a goal of theirs to make everybody's experience 
like um, very specific to them, to the artist. And, and even from 2019, 2020 to this time, it was a different experience. And so they really treasure um, Chicago as a whole. It is kind of their job to continue this legacy. And they just do such an incredible job that they really do give the space in the rehearsal room to play, to make mistakes. I mean, Tanya says at day one, Katie, I'm sure you remember this, of like, Chicago will change your life. No phones in this room because I want you to mess up and I want you to have a chance to explore and, and make choices you've never seen before or make choices you have seen before and see if that really clicks with your with your character. So I think because of that, we were really able to bring ourselves to these roles maybe um, as opposed to other other musicals and other rehearsal spaces. Yeah, I think I know what you meant, but you, you said she said no phones in the room. What did, what did mm-hmm. that mean? She just means um, she just doesn't want anyone feeling like someone's taking a video or someone's recording or someone's taking a picture that you're not being watched. You really are given a chance to just be an actor. We even close the mirrors that there's just there's no eyes. It's just the work in the room. And Katie, we have incredible classic theaters here um the cadillac and the and the um the oriental but now it's the niederlander uh are are those two very grand palaces that you you know you probably envision and see and and when you're here go to the lyric opera in the auditorium and uh, just the theaters are amazing to see but here's the thing the cibc or what i will always call the schubert um is one of the older i think it was built in 1906 something like that but it's a smaller uh not small but it's smaller than the cadillac uh, or the Niederlander, and a little bit more intimate in its uh, in its appearance. It, it, it seems to me that's the proper setting for the musical Chicago, as opposed to the bigger, grander Les Miserables stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually very interesting. We have performed in huge theaters and more intimate theaters, and all all different types of sizes. But I do find myself often enjoying that more intimate setting because I can really hear them, I can feel them. And it almost gives that vaudevillian style um, show, which our show is vaudevillian. So it's really cool to be able to hear the laughter, hear reactions and really feel their energy when they're so close to us. So um, I also think it's important that they see all the specific nuances that Chicago is so small and tight and very specific. And so the closer that they are, they can really see everything. So I think it's going to be a special experience to have that vaudevillian style feeling. So you know what, that's what a great word to use vaudevillian because my mind, right when you said that my mind went to those theaters and also I'll toss in the Chicago theater uh, in that as well. This is where like Martin and Lewis were here and, and, and Lucy and Desi and the Marx brothers. And uh, you, you just go on and on with all these classic folks well, Desi and, and uh, Desi and Lucy weren't weren't Fravillian, but I mean, but people from that day, this was where they came. You performed in Chicago. You you appeared here, and all that history comes along with you, which is amazing. Logan, what's your? You kind of seem. Here's my showing my age. I'm going to use the word hip, but you sort of seem, you know, sort of hip with it. So, is it what kind of music is your like? If you're not listening to the music of Chicago, what are you listening to? If you're not singing oh. the music of Chicago, um, I. That is an interesting question because I feel like we we had a little bit of a hiatus. So recently, the only thing that's been in my ears is Chicago to kind of get back into shape for it. But um, I I am glad I look hip, Bill. But I don't I don't know if I am. I, I feel like Katie would probably be able to suggest more songs than I do. Let's you vote, Katie. Is she hip? And I don't even know what hip means anymore. I mean, I think Logan's a very very cool person, and I love. <laughs> And, and how about you, uh, Katie? What kind of music do you listen to or were you listening to before you got into this vaudevillian yeah. moment? I mean, I, I 
feel like I have a very eclectic taste as I feel like many artists do. Like I love pop. I love country. I love, um, hip hop. I love show tunes. So, um, yeah, my, my Apple music's a whole (laughs) eclectic, um, taste. So yeah. When my Apple music sends me a list of what I'm listening to, I think it's my parents list that I'm looking at, but I think that just, it's kind of sad, but yeah, it's Broadway. It's Streisand. That's what I got going. Um, <laughs> so Logan, when you, when you come in, the show opens here on the, on the 17th, uh, although I think, uh, well, yeah, on the 17th, um, I think that's considered a preview maybe on the first night that you're here, whenever you're in a new city, which is all the time. Cause I think you're in places just for like a week or two. Is it, is it sort of like, it doesn't matter to you because it's just the sets the same. Everything's the same. It's just, we're just in a different space or do you need to acclimate to the environment that you're in? That is a great question. I've recently learned that I do need to acclimate to every environment I'm in. And I I really have to get my process down and routine down so that anything that is a change doesn't affect my performance. So yeah, our set's exactly the same and and our space is exactly the same and all of that's great. But you know, when you look out in the audience, it looks different. It sounds different. We have to do a sound check and we have to run everything so that we can be as grounded as possible. But even like the backstage area, I mean, Katie will watch me get lost every single time on the way back and forth to the stage to the dressing room. (laughs) So it's, it's, I really have to like find my route and get it down so that in the moment on stage, I'm not, those are not the things that I'm, I'm worried about. I'm thinking about Katie, does everybody get lost going every time they go backstage or is this a Logan thing? I think a lot of us do because some, some <laughs> stages, the dressing rooms are right there and some you have to walk up the stair, go around. The oh, corner. okay. So that, and that also plays into our show tracking of like, if we have quick changes or how long it takes to get to the stage. So it's, it's yeah, a- that's right. Cause if you've got a quick costume change or something like that, you've got to know whether I'm doing it right off the side of the stage or if I've got to go up three floors and, you know, and, and, and what I'm doing. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. Do you, um, and so do you, when you get here, where are you now? Katie, uh, um, wait, where are we looking? We're in Colorado. Colorado Springs. The amount of times I tell myself, where am I right now? <laughs> I know I get, I used to do a lot of lecturing and training around the world. And I can remember waking up in hotels and having to like call the desk and go, where am I? And they'd be like, well, you're at the Marriott. I'm like, no, no, no. What city am I in? Yeah. Uh, so I get it. So you're in, you're in Colorado, but, but so, but Katie, so when you first come here, when you get to Chicago, will there be a dress rehearsal? Are you, you early? So you get all these things now? Usually we don't have a dress rehearsal, um, but we were just coming back from a month long break. um, So we are doing a few dress rehearsals just to get ourselves um, back in the show. Um, But usually what we do when we come to a new city is we have about 30 minutes to an hour long sound check where we do everyone kind of goes through certain parts of their songs or maybe they go up one of the ladders or certain lighting cues, we kind of have like a list of things that we have to check off. And you can also use that time when you're not needed to maybe feel the floor or look out and just get acclimated to the space. And Logan, I don't know if things are back to, you know, those stage door greetings and, you know, people would wait outside for the performers to come out and all of that. I don't, I think here, I don't think that, I don't know how allowed it is. I mean, I do see people sort of there at the side. I don't think people are allowed backstage is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think no one's allowed in anymore. Um, and those were some of the great, you know, when I, when I had a connection to, you know, walk by all those people who were stuck outside, but I can just look at them like a snob <laughs> and walk in to the back door until they threw me out. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> how, how, uh, how fun or not fun is it to be looking to meet the people who want to talk to you afterwards and, and love those performances and love the show? Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I love, I love. Were you one of, were you one of those people? No, I never was. I was too shy. 
And I felt like I was bothering them. But then on the other side of it, I, I don't personally feel bothered. It, it feels really special to kind of, oh, you saw the show and, and I hope you liked it. And did you see it? And especially when they're a, a little bit younger, it's 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 really cool to kind of be able to be like, it's not uh, crazy. Like you could do that if you wanted to do it. I, 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 I was exactly who you were just doing theater in high school. So it's nice to meet the different people and also to see different people from different cities. And some some theaters have stage doors and others are like hidden. So people can't really find them. Yeah. yeah. Really, there's not a lot of people, but um, I, I personally like it. Yeah. This one, I think there's um, actually, I think my memory, I don't, I'm trying to think of this theater. I'm not even sure that there is anything in the back. You may have to be coming out through the front. We'll find you. Uh, but, but how about you, Katie? Were you one of those by the stage door people and meeting your, you know, legends and all I can remember I met, I stood there, I met Catherine Hepburn once and, wow. and like, yeah, I mean, you know, they they had to leave to, although I have to say when Hepburn left the theater, it was here in Chicago, but when she left the theater, there were a billion people there. And as soon as she opened the door, the crowd fell silent, <gasps> silent. And she just sort of went on her way and they handed her, you know, she was getting in a limo and whatever. And the last thing she did before she got in her car, because she didn't look at anybody until that moment, she went, nighty night, everybody. <laughs> she knew we were all there, but the, yep. you just sort of sat open mouth and that's um, Catherine Hepburn. Anyway, how about wow. you, Katie? <laughs> um, I'm a little similar to Logan where I was shy but um sometimes when my mother gave me the courage um i would you know go ask for a signature or just just stand there and watch um and um yeah it's it's so special to as logan said to particularly have um younger ones who are interested in the field um we've had like dance studios come or theater groups um and just as logan said we were once that person so it's it's really special to it just feels full circle i guess yeah I've been very fortunate because I do a show also called Backstage. And and so it's done kind of like inside the actor's studio in front of a live studio audience. And we're not quite back there yet post-COVID uh, in terms of taping that. But you know, we had the cast of Book of Mormon where Ben Platt, before he was Ben Platt, uh, was in that show and interviewing him. And uh, Kinky Boots, Billy Porter. And I remember looking at Billy Porter and saying, you're going to really do well <laughs> because it was before he was Billy Porter. Uh, so it, it's such a thrill to meet people sort of early parts of their career. When you were growing up, Logan, did did you know that, that you know, I mean, look, here you are, both of you, leads in, in this incredible show. Was that the goal or were you going to do something else? Oh, this was always the goal. Yep. Yeah, I think I started singing when I was like nine. And so since then, it was just, I took it more seriously every every year I went. Yeah. How about you, Katie? Was this always going to be what you did? Yes. Well, dance and performing has always been a part of my life. Um, I never really imagined myself to be so much of a lead player. Um, I always thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to be in the ensemble, um, particularly as a, a stronger dancer. But I really wanted to work on my singing. And I recently I fell in fell more in love with acting. Um, so through Sweet Charity and through this, um, I am now finally seeing myself as that person. And um, yeah, it's it's really meaningful. I never thought that I could be this far. Um, so You got a lot of Fosse in your background then. Yeah, I love Fosse. And I know Logan. Logan and I both come from a lot of Fosse training. <laughs> ah, okay. I, I just, I, you could just, you know, look, I'm not a huge dance expert or anything like that. But when it's Fosse, you know it. <laughs> you, you, you just know it. And I have to tell you, when I interviewed Donna McKechnie, she too, of course, was primarily a dancer. That was her original training. But she went into the Broadway world and all that because one of the things she said was that as a dancer, and you've triggered this in my mind, Katie, as a dancer, it was going to be a short-lived career. You can't dance forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, through dancing, I didn't realize this until recently, through dancing, there is a lot of acting that comes through it. Um, And I think there's a longer career in dancing than people may think. Um, It's not like ballet where, you know, you're really forcing your body to do something that is quite strenuous. Um, Whereas Fosse choreography, it's difficult in a different way, not necessarily the physicality of it, but it's more about the style and the nuance. Um, and I think that's why you see people like Charlotte Dembois, who um, is in her 50s, who's still able to, to do this role. So I think dance in the Broadway world has a little bit more longevity. And Logan, for you too, were you initially, it sounds like you were a singer growing up, that that, that was going to be the focus for you. Yeah, I I um I love singing and I kind of got into dancing to be in musicals and um I think but I think throughout all of it if I get the you know infamous question of what are you first I usually say actor. Um I think I fall in love with the story first and the storytelling and so if I'm dancing while I'm telling the story sure sign me up but if uh if there's no story I usually just don't get as much joy out of it. So I I I usually say actor first cuz I just I love to tell a story. Yeah, dancing was never my thing. I'm sort of the Rex Harrison of of uh no, I can sing, but but the, the dancing thing was never gonna work. But I but listen, if if something happens and you need Mr. Cellophane done during the performance, just yell, Paul, come on up here. And I I I'll bring my I've got plastic gloves. I can put those on and Perfect. we'll just we'll make it work. Well, Chicago was playing at Broadway in Chicago's CIBC Theater. I think actually Broadway in Chicago actually owns that theater now. And uh January 17th through the 29th. It's not a long run, so people really need to get their tickets. And I always say get your tickets at broadwayinchicago.com, but in reading about the show, there's also a website called chicagoontour.com. So that's where we learn. I'm I'm guessing uh, Katie, that's where we learn a lot about you guys and cast members and all that, chicagoontour.com. Yeah, we have our profiles and um, all the information on there. Yeah. And, uh, and, but again, tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. You know, I, I hope you guys, you will love this city. Um, if you have questions or you need things to do, I will show you around. I'll, I'll take you wherever you want to go and make sure you see some great things. You're going to have a blast while you're here. Just be sure you come back in the summertime so you can do the things you won't be doing while you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, Logan and Katie, don't miss them in Chicago. It's an incredible musical. The 25th year of the current incarnation. I guess that's probably the way we we should say it because it's been around longer than that at the CIBC, really the Schubert Theater. Check it out. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.